Hello and welcome to the First and Ten podcast. Um, some of you would have already noticed that this is a little bit different because um, this is Dave and not Ross. Uh, Ross can't make it this week so I am doing this all on my own. Um, we do have a few guests though, so well, our first ever guest on the First and Ten podcast, so you know, very exciting stuff. Um, I'll be doing things a little bit differently this week, so some of the same stuff. Um, I'll be looking more ahead to the weekend's game at Wembley and focusing on that. Um, I'll be speaking to a couple of fans, one of each team, and uh, I also got. Um, I'm sorry, I'll also run through your, all your questions as usual. We've got plenty of them in again, so thank you for them. Keep them coming in. Um, but first up, we have ESPN's Eric Williams. Um, I say he's our first ever guest on the podcast. And it was a great one. Um, He covers the Chargers every single day, so who better to give a breakdown of uh, Philip Rivers and co? Um, He's been been involved in sports since he was six years old. Um, He played all the way through to college. He covered the Seahawks up until 2013 and then uh, moved to cover the Chargers for ESPN, and he's been doing that ever since. Um, I'll be honest with you here, I mucked this up a little bit, and uh, the start of the interview is missing... It's gone forever. It'll never be heard, but I can assure you it was incredible. It was solid gold. But um, So we only really missed one question. Basically, Eric said that he thought the team were pretty much where they should be right now. Um, they're beating the good teams. I'm sorry, beating the bad teams, lost to the good teams, and it sort of needs to pick up from here, really. Um, so he said the Rams and the Chiefs, the two teams they lost to, are... The best teams in the league, so it's not really too bad of a loss. Um, so with that, um, I'll start with a question about the Chiefs. Um, so it seems like the Chiefs have already been crowned the champions of the division. Do you think the Chargers can can uh, beat them and take take that from them? Uh, certainly an opportunity. Chiefs are a very talented team. I think probably the best offense in the league when you look at Mahomes and the numbers that he's put up and the kind of uh, year that Tyreek Hill has, has had. But traditionally, you know, the Chiefs, second half of the season, they've kind of struggled a little bit. And they play a first-place schedule in terms of being, you know, the ASU West Division um, champions last year. So they still have to play a number of tough games, including the Rams in Mexico City. So it's possible they'll they'll stub their toe a little bit in the second half. And I think the Chargers have a favorable schedule, maybe a little bit easier in the Chiefs, which gives them the ability to kind of work back into it. They also play the Chiefs one more time in December, so that helps them. And they're just a game back, so certainly I don't think the Chargers are out of it, but I definitely think um, the Chiefs are the front runners right now to win the division. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way, doesn't it? Um, so, as you already mentioned, there's been some really like strong individual performances. Uh, Melvin Gordon in particular, it feels like he's really joined that elite group of running backs. Uh, what, do you, what do you think the big difference has been this year? Hey, confidence. You know, I think um, for most guys, as they continue to play in the league and figure out, you know, what works best for them, particularly in the offseason, training for, uh, you know, what's going to happen uh, during the regular season and getting their body right so they can deal with a 16-game season and still be effective. I think Melvin's really starting to figure it out. Uh, he's very decisive in terms of the cuts and where to hit the hole. Um, so that's been better. His yards after contact, I think, is higher. You know, this year than it's been in the years past. And then I think the other thing that's really helped him is the addition of Mike Pouncey at center, um, having an anchor of the offensive line, uh, an athletic player that can get to the second level of defense and create running lanes for him on a consistent basis. Um, 
particularly on first down, have done a much better job of running the ball on first down. And because of that, they have second and third manageable situations, which helps move the chains and, and continue and sustain drives. And so I just think confidence and being more decisive and, and where he's going to run has, has been effective for him. Great. Um, so he's definitely, it feels like he's in the MVP conversation as well as Rivers. Do you think either of them can go on and win the award? I would probably put Rivers in front of Melvin just because traditionally quarterbacks have a better shot of winning that award yeah. than running backs. Um, yeah, I think if, if Rivers can kind of keep it up, certainly he could be considered, you know, in that conversation. But for me, I think, you know, it, it's Patrick Mahomes and everybody else just because of, of um, the wow plays that he's been able to make through six weeks of the season. Yeah, uh, they, they stand out, don't they, the Mahomes plays? Um, say the the other uh, front runner for award is Derwin James. Um, he seems to be the front runner for defensive rookie of the year. Just how much of an impact has he had on this defense? It's been significant. Um, you know, I'm very familiar with the defense because I, I also covered the Seahawks when Gus Bradley was there, and that Seattle cover three team, and really kind of watched the birth of the Legion of Boom. This defense to be effective, you need an Earl Thomas back there that can play. Uh, deep safety and kind of erase all the mistakes, you know, sideline to sideline. And Derwin offers you that athletic ability. So he can play, you know, as a deep safety sometimes and, and really give you that speed and athleticism and also be effective in the run game. And then you also can play him close to the line of scrimmage where he's been a very effective blitzer. You know, he was a pass rusher at times at Florida State. You can really see that he's really polished as a pass rusher just as a rookie. So he's had a significant impact on that defense, their ability to kind of contain explosive plays and also create impact plays either with a sack or an interception or a tip pass that turns into an interception. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think, in, in my opinion, he's the front runner to, to win defensive rookie of the year. So, um, so like Joey Bosa is someone who's won that in the past. Um, what What is the latest with him? Is he due back soon or what is he going to be yeah, longer? He has a, a bruised uh, left foot. Um, he took off. He got the cast off last week, and then um, he still is wearing the boot to kind of protect it when he's not working out. But he was able to start riding the bike last week from what we saw at practice. He's not traveling with the team. The team's actually in Cleveland still uh, preparing for the game in London against the Titans. So he'll stay staying back at the facility, and then he'll have an extra week during the bye week to kind of see where he's at, and they can evaluate um, so the earliest he would return uh, would be against the Seahawks uh, in Week Nine up in Seattle. Um, but you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they hold him off for another week or two if they feel like they don't really need him at this point, and they can take their time in getting him back on the field. Because once they get him back on the field, they don't want him going, you know, back and forth between, uh, you know, being injured and being on the field. They want him to be there for uh, you know the rest of the season. So I think they're going to make sure that he's he's fully healthy. Can it almost be a blessing in disguise that getting him back in sort of week 10, say week 11, having a fresh Joey Bosa for that run in and a playoff run, can that be Yeah, can that be a bonus almost? Sure. I mean, you don't want to wish injuries on a player. You certainly would like Joey Bosa for 16 games instead yeah, of eight. Of course. But I think it's done a, a couple of different things. You get a fresh Joey Bosa for the second half of the season, one of the best defensive players in the league. And then you also get other players playing time to give them confidence and to kind of figure out different roles for players without Joey Bosa on the field. So it's like you almost get another 
preseason to get more rest for some of the younger players, again, to kind of find roles for them and to build confidence. So they've, they've benefited from that. Uh, so looking ahead to Sunday, is there like one or two players you'd pick out as key players for the Chargers in that game? Yeah, I definitely think in watching the Titans and how they struggle to protect Mariota, um, I think a guy to look for is going to be Melvin. You know, how they're going to be able to deal with him and, and find him snap to snap because the Chargers do a great job of moving Melvin around, you know, whether it's on the edge or in the middle of the defense. So I think he's going to be an important player in terms of just making sure that uh, they contain Mariota, don't let him get outside the pocket because I think he's much better creating plays with his feet. Um, I think offensively, uh, you know, the Titans are pretty stout up front. Um, so I think Pouncey, again, is going to be important in terms of their ability to, to generate some push in the run game and to be able to control the tempo of the game. You know, the Titans kind of like to ugly up the game a little bit and, and keep the game low scoring because they have trouble scoring points. So if they're able to effectively run the football and make them come up and put eight guys in the box, that will be able to, create some mismatches in the passing so they can create explosive plays. So I think, you know, Pouncey on offense at the center position, and then I think defensively Melvin Ingram and, and, and what he can do in terms of getting the pass rush going. It, it feels like Keenan Allen's sort of almost going under the radar a little this season, but is, is he as good as he's been over the past few years, or is he struggling a little? No, I, I think he is as good as he's been. I think that just other guys are getting more touches. I think teams know that Keenan Allen, if he gets going, it's going to be a long day for their defense, so they're accounting for them with their best cornerback, and sometimes they're they're blanketing him by putting a, a safety over top. And because of that, Rivers is seeing the mismatch really being Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, a running back out of the backfield. You get a running back and a linebacker, that's usually a mismatch, and, and uh, Rivers has done a great job of taking advantage of that. And then they're running the football effectively, whether it's Melvin Gordon or running those jet sweeps where they do give the ball to Keenan Allen, or they've done it to Mike Williams, Travis Benjamin, another guy they get the ball to in those jet sweeps to where where they're really stretching the defense horizontally. So um, Keenan Allen, I, I believe, is still their leading receiver, um, but obviously not having the type of, of production that he had last year when he made the Pro Bowl. Okay. Um, and where, if there is one, where is the weakness on this Chargers team? That's a good question. Um, I still think they're susceptible to teams that can play power football and run it and really control time of possession. I think that's uh, the most effective way to, to, to handle them. And then also they have given up explosive plays. You know, when you look at um, the Rams game and the Chiefs game, they were able to get explosive plays down the middle of the field uh, against them, particularly you know, at the safety position. So, um, I still think running the football against the front and then uh, making them defend the deep pass in the middle of the field is probably where teams would attack them. So that doesn't feel like something the Titans are probably going to be able to do on Sunday, does it, at the moment? I, I would agree with that. I don't think that's a strength. Although Corey Davis is coming on for them, the guy they drafted in the first round, um, I believe he's out of Western Michigan. Um, he's, he's coming on for them and, and playing a little better. So maybe that's a guy they look to, to get involved or if they have some tight ends that can you know, create space in the middle of the field, um, that, that could be a possibility. I do think that they have a decent offensive line in terms of run blocking, and then they have Henry back there out of Alabama. So they have some, some pieces potentially that they could 
been used to attack the Chargers defensively. Um, so, have, have you got a score prediction for Sunday? Ooh, I haven't done that yet for ESPN, but <laughs> I'll, I'll go out on a limb here. Um, I do think it's going to be a lower scoring game with, with both teams traveling and the way the Titans play. Um, so I'll go, I'll go twenty fourteen Chargers. Nice one. That'd be a, a nice close game. We could do one of them at Wembley. We haven't really had one for a while, it feels like. Um, so, uh, what, what do you think the ceiling is for this Chargers team this season? Can they go all the way? Um, you know, potentially. They definitely have the pieces to do that. I think one area that they have to clean up is special teams. You know, they've struggled at the kicking position for the last two years, finding stability there. They signed Michael Badgley, uh, an undrafted rookie who was with the Indianapolis Colts out of Miami. Uh, last week because Caleb Sturgis has a strained quad and coach hasn't said it but I think Badgley probably is going to get a, another opportunity to kick uh, on Sunday because they're concerned about uh, Sturgis injury so if they can get stability at the kicking position and, and, and do a little bit better on special teams which which they have done the last couple weeks um, and, and make that a strength not a weakness I think that makes them a pretty formidable team going down the back stretch of um, of the season and then potentially when they get in the playoffs because um, they can run the football, they can play defense and they have one of the best quarterbacks in the game and um, that makes them pretty lethal um, when you're talking about postseason play. Yeah, they're not a team you'd necessarily want to come up against, are they, I don't think? Yeah. Oh, okay. Particularly um, on the road. Yeah, they, yeah they, uh, they do well, don't they, in that sort of situation? Yeah, and because it really they're kind of playing road games at home anyway with, with what's happening at StubHub and the type of crowds that they have to deal with with so many opposing fans because of the ticket situation. So I, I don't think uh, going on the road concerns them. I think they actually prefer playing on the road and having that us-against-the-world mentality. So it's, it's not too important for them to get that home uh, home field advantage in the playoffs? Yeah, I don't think so. I think they if they sneak in as a wild card and they have to go to Kansas City or play or to Jacksonville, I don't, I don't think that, that is a concern for them. Okay, well, thank you very much. Um, so where can people find you on Twitter and all them sort of things? Yeah. Uh, on Twitter, it's Eric underscore D underscore Williams. Sorry for the complicated Twitter handle, but <laughs> Eric Williams is a pretty common name. Um, so that's where you can find me. And then you can find my work on the ESPN NFL Nation blog under the Chargers team handle yes yeah, uh, there's some good stuff on there I've been reading it lately um, well thank you very much for coming on uh, that's great so I hope the uh, I hope you get to go to a Super Bowl this season with the Chargers should uh, should be a fun one awesome thanks for having me I appreciate it and enjoy the game this weekend oh, no problem thanks for coming on well thanks Eric for coming on that was excellent that um, so hopefully we'll get him get him on again uh, before the end of the season hopefully Say so if the Chargers do well, then hopefully we'll have to get him on again, and maybe not in, if not, if not then, maybe in the off season. Um, so now we will move on to our second interview, and that is with our two fans. Um, first up for the Titans, we have Dave Green. Um, so yeah, here we go. Hi, Dave, and uh, welcome to First and Ten Podcast. Um, first of all, uh, let us know how you got into the game and how did you become a Titans fan. Um, actually, I got into the game through Ross. Okay. Uh, so we used to watch wrestling together, and after every WrestleMania, before WrestleMania was the Super Bowl. So eventually, I just watched Super Bowl rocks really, and got into it that way. Uh, in terms of picking a team, um, 
was a funny one. Ross said, well, these are the teams that are in rebuild mode, so you kind of want to get in while they're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice. But... Um, as for the Titans, I've got like Sound of Nashville and what they got going on in terms of music and stuff like that. Okay. What were the other options they gave you? Uh, Jags. Should have gone with them. Turned out pretty well for them. As such. <laughs> oh, the um, Bucks, and there was someone else, but I can't remember the last one was. Oh, the Titans aren't too bad. At least, you, at least you got sort of some exciting players. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, I was watching from when Locker was in, so. Yes. Jake Locker. So it's been a bit, a bit up and down. Yeah, yeah. Well, my first two seasons were emotional in terms of <laughs> learning the game and who is this guy and why does he suck? <laughs> <laughs> For me, I only had a couple of years in though. Yeah, yeah. But then learning about the history and that, so I went, I went into that side of it as well. Yeah. So I learned the history. I went back and see their records and stuff like that, and what their foundations were and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's definitely a fun team to be to be a part of. Um, so, how, how do you think the season's been going so far? Um, it's a weird one for us. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, I know that. We've had a few... Well, we're three and three. We've had a few good close wins. I mean, the first game of the season with Miami, we... It was a weird one, a six-hour game, so potentially we could have won it, but obviously with players being off the lines, etc., and just calling down and... You know, being distracted almost really big about it. Yeah, it was, a, it was an odd one. Form. Um, and obviously, we've had the Bills game, which you know, was a painful loss with receivers dropping passes. And then obviously, the game we just had with the Ravens, where we were just got annihilated. Yeah, I feel like I may have jinxed you because a couple of weeks ago I declared that the Titans were legit and it's just been downhill since then. So I'm sorry for that. No, no, it's, it's not to be fair, the first two games, the two games we have lost, and I've bet on them as well, so um, it's the only games I have bet on them, and we lost them, so I've put myself in the forefront of that as well. So you're to blame. I'll, I'll pass it yeah, all on to you. Them. <laughs> um, so, in terms of the Ravens game, it was all, it's all our own fault in a little bit, though, because, you know, Mario had four seconds in the pocket, which is a long time in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, speaking of Mario, so what, what is your opinion of him like going forward, and... What happens with him in the future? Uh, I, I find it a roller coaster. Weeks you're behind him. Some weeks in the moment you hate him, and then when you look at the stats and you see more behind the stuff sort of things, you know? Yeah. I, I, we're we're going to keep him. There's no way we're going to rebuild, I don't think. No, I don't. I don't. So he's a good. He's just, when it comes down to wins, he, he wins the games that we need to win. You know, look at our um, win against the Eagles, you know? Kept going on fourth down and getting fourth down to win the game. Yeah, he was great in that one, wasn't he? So he yeah, has got the clutch plays. We just need to find playmakers. That is our biggest problem, playmakers. Yeah, so you, your running backs have been a bit underwhelming this season, haven't they? It seemed like that was going to be uh, one yeah. of the big strengths. Uh, no, I'll be honest with you. I thought our running backs at the beginning of the season would have been one of our solid points, I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, I'm a half, well, not half for the season, but I already missed the Marco Murray. I know he had a bad season last year, but. When he first came into the system, he was a beast for us. Yeah, Derek Henry just hasn't been able to take over from that, has he? Um, not really. He needs to get more touches, though. He's one of those guys you just got to keep feeding. Yeah. The more you feed him, the better he's going to get. You know, limiting to seven touches to a game isn't going to get anything going. No. And say, as a Patriots fan, I was disappointed to lose Dion Lewis, but even he hasn't really kicked on like you'd expect. 
No, no, not at all. It's, it's really weird. I thought we would use them more in the catching game, especially with Rashad Matthews now gone. Yeah, he's yeah. That, it's strange the usage of him so far. Um, uh, it's, it's frustrating. Obviously, we've had our O line banged up the first few games as well. So now we're actually all back together. Maybe we'll be able to get something going. Yeah, you, you'd expect it to pick up from here, wouldn't you? Yes, I'm not sure this week will be the week much, but no. Yeah, it could, could be a tough one on Sunday, couldn't it? Is there one player in particular you're looking forward to seeing? Um, I, I like Taylor the one, to be honest, personally. This is um, personality he gives off. Yeah, he's uh, definitely a fun one, isn't he? Yeah, uh, between him and Conklin, are, um, on our own line, definitely. I mean, I personally would love to have seen um, Laney Walker for the injury. Yeah, that was, a, that was a bad loss, that one. Is. I mean, I had him first year in my fantasy, and he was sort of the person that I grew to, well, with Locker, who just go to as well, you know, so you kept hearing the same name over and over again, you just keep watching that same player, so when we re-signed him this year for an extension, I was quite excited for that, you know? Yeah. And for him to go down is killer. Yeah, it's a shame for him, isn't it, as well? So he's Mr. Reliable, isn't he, for the Titans? Oh, I'm um, he's a safety blanket almost. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe that's the reason that Mariota probably hasn't been quite as good as you'd hope this season. Losing someone like him is a big that's loss. Very true. Um, well, I don't think the chemistry's quite there, to be honest, with the receivers we have. No, it, yeah, definitely missing something, isn't it, there? 100%. Is that where you'd see the big weakness for the Titans at the moment? Is that is that where you see the weakness for the Titans at the moment and the receivers? Um, definitely, yeah, uh, yeah. No, because we have too many drops. Basically, we've got two in their first two contracts. Obviously, Tajay Sharp was held out last season with an injury, so all they're all young. Yeah, there's no veteran there. Yeah, I guess that's what no... Walker added. Sorry, I guess that's maybe what Walker added that veteran presence for them. Yeah, in a way, he was dominating in the um, the locker room as well, you know. Yeah, it's a tough loss. Um, is is there one player in particular you're worried about from the Chargers? Um, I don't know. I mean, our defence is playing pretty well. I know we lost 21 to nothing. But our defence has done, you know, they have them just the seven points in the second half of the game. Yeah. Um, so it's probably our O-line, really, in a way, if we played like we did last game. Obviously, they've got two different pass rushes. I don't know if both is going to be in or not, but obviously, um, is it Melvin Ingram? Yeah. Melvin, yeah? Yeah, Melvin Ingram. Um, yeah, Bosa's uh, not back for a few uh, more weeks yet. Well, that, that's a good thing for us, really. But yeah. Obviously, if they were both on, I'd, I'd be slightly worried to such, but Ingram's definitely a concern. He's going to definitely a two-man job to keep him contained to such. Yeah, so it should, should be a fun one to watch. Uh, what do you think of Mike Variable yeah, I mean, so far? Yeah, no, I, I he's in his first year, so I'm positive. He's got a good, positive vibe and attitude, and the team seems to like him for that. Yeah, so I think I think that's a big thing, isn't it? Getting someone who can be a bit more positive. Yeah, obviously with Mario, he's had what five quarters and or four quarters in the last five years, something like that. Yeah, that's not good yeah, for any quarterback. New scheme. No, he he's, needs a bit of stability. You know, we can't keep sacking people and whatnot. We need to stick with someone actually developed. Yeah, it, it seems as that's what they're going with with Rabel, doesn't it? Giving him a chance. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, um, Robinson, John Robinson seems to. Yeah, you know, he picked this guy, and I think we're going to stick with him. 
I'm just, you know, it'll be a few years before you get rid of anyone, I reckon, as such. A couple of years. Yeah, you'd hope so. It's got to be built, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you've got you've got. Well, they're going to be investing heavily in Mariota now. You'd expect so. You've got to give him a chance to succeed, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, obviously we've had a few um, casualties on defense. You know, we lost uh, two safeties. Um, so I think next draft we'll probably will get more playmakers. I hope we need to. We definitely need a tight end. If Delaney's out, Johnny Smith currently isn't working out. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not he's not doing it for you, is he? Not particularly. I mean, he's meant to be the Walker replacement in terms of he's the same build and everything, but I don't know if he's been coached. Delaney needs to teach him. <laughs> yeah, get him back in to help him out. Um, so, one last one. Have you got a score prediction for the weekend? Oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I want to say the Titans win, but I mean, we're both on the road, aren't we? It's possible. I'm going to go with Titans win. We need to rebound up the last two weeks. We're going to make a statement. We're going to go with, let's make, 28-21. Nice. I like it. You've got, you got to be confident in your team. Well, we're both travelling, you know? Yeah. The Chargers and the Titans, so we're both in a disadvantage. Yeah. So Both both teams getting about the same time this week, so neither team's got an advantage there either, so... Yeah, no, I noticed that. They were still practising yesterday in Nashville. It's quite surprising. Yeah, so last week... Um, the Seahawks got in a day before the Raiders and that paid off but yeah this week neither team gets in until Friday well that, that I think that's a big mistake I was talking to Ross about that you know yeah they all seem to do it now and I don't know why no one ever seems to come in for the week anymore it's crazy yeah I think, I think, it's crazy I think the Seahawks are the the only team even coming in on Thursday Every other, all the other five teams are coming in on Friday this year but they obviously know better than yeah, me but because the Seahawks have a better fan base over here Maybe I, d- I just don't know. It's uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really understand. The Jags have been coming for years, and they still do it on the Friday. So, yeah, there must be something in it. Okay. But it seems to be a disadvantage to teams that do. But they never seem to come in early anymore. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. That was a, uh, that was excellent. And now, uh, looking ahead to the Chargers and ha- their hopes on Sunday, we've got Berto Roberts. Hi, Berto, and uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, how, how are you doing today? Yeah, very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, looking forward to Sunday? Oh, I can't wait for it. First time I uh, get to see my beloved Chargers play live. <laughs> yeah, it's always a good one. So I still, I'll always remember that first time I saw the Patriots. So, yes, hope, oh, hopefully you get on with Patriots. a win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I, That's the usual reaction, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It it, it's tough being a Patriots fan, you know. All the winning helps, but... <laughs> <laughs> Right, so uh, I'll ask you the same as I asked our Titans fan who was on before. Uh, how did you get into the game and what made you pick the Chargers? Um, well, I used to play um, rugby um, as a kid. And there was an American football um, team that played on the first pitch. And after games, we'd, we'd be um, in the clubhouse and I'd see them all playing on the first team pitch. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, we just loved watching it. And um, I actually, first support supported was the Buccaneers. Okay. Um, for about a year when I was about seven, and then it was the Steelers, and I think it was just playing up, grow, uh, growing up and playing on the Madden games, and uh, had some really good players at the time for the Steelers, um, and then yeah, I, I just started following San Diego because uh, I'm a big Blink One Eighty Two fan, and that's where they're from. Okay, so, it's a good as reason, so, yeah, a good as reasons any. A random reason. Yeah, say. So, hey. 
mine. I just started watching them. So, but, I mean, the first game I watched was a Patriots game, and that was, that was pretty much it. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's weird reasons to pick teams. Yeah, <laughs> definitely true. Um, so, uh, in my book, you have two like really strong candidates for MVP this year in Rivers and Gordon. Like, how good have they been? Um, well, Rivers apparently it's the best start um, to a to a season in his career. Yeah. He's, um, he's thrown for fifteen touchdowns and three interceptions in the first what six games. Yes. So not bad start. He's going, he's going really well, yeah. And he's he's you know he's moving the ball. So. And then Gordon, yeah, Gordon's fantastic. He's uh, I wish I had him in my fantasy lineup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've got him in a couple. It's nice. What, what do you think the big reason for his step up is is this year? If it, to me, it feels like he's really joined the elite running backs. And um, well, he's been impro- I think he's been improving for the last like couple of years because I think is this his fourth year now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, fourth year. Um, he's been getting better, better and better. But I don't know. I don't know whether the, he's just playing in a better system or or what it is. But it, the talent's always been there. But yeah, he's just so productive at the minute. He's had a couple of injuries, hasn't he, over the over his first few seasons? And yeah, he did. He did struggle a bit. So, and then you've got Austin Eckler as well. I think that helps him, doesn't it? Having that one-two punch. Yeah, I think they've been getting um, a bit of recognition now, haven't they? Like, you look at Kamara and in- Ingram over at the Saints, and they, you know, they they saw the league last season, didn't they? But apparently, Eckler and Gordon's numbers are, are even better than better than those. Yeah, it feels that way when I'm watching them. That uh, it feels like yeah, they're just. Uh, do, you, do you think that's one of the keys to winning on Sunday, getting them yeah, two I going? So. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like a two-headed monster. Yeah, they're, uh, they're really, really good players. Nakula can find the end zone as well. He's, he's really good at good at getting touchdowns. Yeah, he seems to have uh, taken on what like Danny Woodhead did for a while, didn't he? He did. They do like a player in that role, don't they? Yeah. Um, um, is there any player on the Titans that particularly worries you? Um, I guess I don't. I don't know really. Um, their running game just seems, doesn't seem to have like been very effective. No, uh, Mariota is he's back now, isn't he? Like he, I think he had a, sat a couple of games out injured. Yeah, um, at the start of the season. Yeah, possibly Mariota if we let him get out of the pocket. Uh, I think they fancy him as a passer, but he always seems to do more damage when he's outside, doesn't he? Yeah, I agree with you on that right. one. Um, so keeping him contained, I think, is the key. Um, but without Bosa, um, it's going to be a challenge. But we've done it pretty well in the last few weeks. Yeah, it feels like you found a pass rush. Yeah, I think so. Uh, we've got Melvin Ingram, and he's yeah, he's solid. And then. Um... Coming coming to go on the other side now, but uh, the, whoever's playing in place of Bosa, he seems to have sort of yeah, found his feet a bit. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Well, they were, they were picking him up in the preseason, um, and I think he struggled a little bit in the first couple of weeks. But now he, yeah, like you say, he's definitely found his feet now. Was it six sacks in the yeah. last game? So? Yeah. So, and uh, and the Titans are giving up plenty of sacks, so might be uh, some more on Sunday. I hope so. I kind of like. I, I want to see a clip. There's part of me that wants to enjoy, you know, and sort of get to the end and sort of urge, and urge the Chargers along to win, and then there's part of me that just wants to see, yeah, see him put like 30 points up. Because <laughs> you know, I know they can. Uh, their offense has been has been amazing this year. Yeah, so it, it really feels like it's taken a big step up, doesn't it? It does, yeah. But I think the, the only two teams have lost to the Rams and the Chiefs, aren't they? And 
you know, it's 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 you look at the the uh, the record four and two, and you think it could be better than that, but it's just you know we've had, we've like we played a decent rounds and uh, yeah, it's no shame in losing to those teams. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think uh, many teams will be beaten them this season. So, um, do do you think the Chargers can win the division, catch the Chiefs? Um, I'm not sure. Well, the, Ch- the Chiefs lost, didn't they, to the to your Patriots? Yeah. And uh, um, so we've you know we're, we're caught up a little. I don't know. I think that I think I think they're going to keep winning as well. So I think we've got a we've got a chance. Like if we get into the the wild card. Um, slot. So just got to aim for that, really. Just get into the playoffs, any any means. Yeah, I, I, I can say as a Patriots fan that the Chargers are not a team I'd uh, I'd fancy getting if we did get to the playoffs and face them. Yeah. Um. So one last one. Have you got a score prediction for the for Sunday's game? Um. I think I think the Chargers are going to put 30, 33 points up. Nice. Uh, so thirty three to. Nine. This, yeah, just a few field goals to the Titans. I'm afraid it's uh it's very similar to to what I've got. I would say, and it, it would follow the pattern of uh, well, I've gone thirty to twelve, same sort of thing. Oh, right. Lots of field goals. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really like this Chargers team. Yeah, they're they're really impressive, man. I just can't wait to see them because I they played ten years ago, didn't they, against the Saints at Wembley? And I yeah, that. yeah, that very first um, one. Or second one. That was it, yeah. And that was a high scoring game, wasn't it? That was a good one. Yeah, it was a really good uh, game. So just just hoping for an entertaining game on, on Sunday. It should be really good. Well, hope hopefully you get a good one and hopefully you get that win. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. So there we have that. All our guests for this week done. Um so our first ever guest on the podcast, so thanks to all three of you for coming on. Um so thanks to Bertha and Dave for that. Um, if you are a Jaguars or an Eagles fan, we're going to do the same sort of thing next week. So get in contact if you'd be uh, interested in coming on and do the same sort of thing. So it's nothing too in-depth, uh, just to sort of look ahead and sort of look back at the season so far. So, yeah, let us know. Um, so you can get in contact with us on Facebook or Twitter. And so we'll hopefully have you, uh, a couple of you on again next week. So now I will get on with all your questions this week. Um, so we've got a lot, as usual. Um, so excellent we love having these questions I think it's my favourite part of the week so yeah thanks for all of these um, first I'll look at the Facebook ones uh, we got from Ryan Bamborough what's your bottom five starting quarterbacks ranked fifth to worst this season um, so it's a tough one I think I'll say I'll, I think I'll rule out like the players that are on IR and that sort of stuff um, and just go the ones that are sort of starting now um, fifth worst I guess I'll go with Case Keenum so this is uh, tough to sort of do this on the fly, so I might forget someone. But yeah, Case Keenum, I think he's just been a bit disappointed, really. Um, he signed the big deal with the Broncos, and he sort of he, he hasn't really been a strength for them at all, and that's sort of what they'd have hoping, been hoping for. I think he's been more that uh, Case Keenum that we've known from previous uh, previous times, more than that one for the Vikings that you know that did seem like the anomaly, and he sort of lived up to that. Um, fourth to worst I'll go with Marcus Mariota I think he got a bit of a pass for um, a couple of weeks with that injury but yeah he's not been good and yeah I think the Titans got a real decision to make on that one 
And third to last, I'll go with CJ Befford. Um, so it might be a bit harsh. You know, he's a backup quarterback, and he, the, the offense isn't exactly planned around him. But yeah, he's not been great, and so he's he's been okay. But I think the weekend sort of showed you his uh, limits. Maybe that that Forty Nine team should have won that game, and that interception was just an absolute killer for them, and handed the game to the Packers straight away. So yeah, I think I'll go with Befford on that one. Um, second to last, he's a quarterback I like. I'll go with Josh Allen. So he's injured now, and who knows? We might not actually see him again this season. But yeah, I I do like Allen. I think he's got something there. But yeah, I think uh, I think it's fair to say he's not been not been great this season. Um, I think worst quarterback in the league is probably the easiest one of this list to put together uh, to call. And um, yeah, I'll go with Eli Manning. He is holding back that team. They are. They're not good. Uh, we, I know we've got a question coming up about the Giants, so I won't go too much into him, but yeah, he has not been good. And I think that's a pretty easy one. Um, next up, we've got Elliot Roberts. Uh, the Seahawks were great this week. Raiders looked a shambles, to say the least. Do you think they might get the first pick next year? Um, and also, what did you think of the disgraceful NFL store performance at the tailgate? Um, well, I wasn't at the game on Sunday, so I can't really comment on that, but I've heard things weren't great uh, with that. But, yeah, so I'm going this Sunday, so maybe next week. I'll be able to uh, give a bit of feedback on that one, but I don't know. Um, as for Seahawks, uh, I did think they looked really good. Uh, probably their best performance of the season, and say maybe it was the opposition. But, yeah, I thought that was probably the best like, team performance all season so far. Um, yeah, the Raiders, on the other hand, were pretty much what we thought they were at the start of the season. I think in our first one, we said they might struggle to win a game, and they've looked a bit like that team the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I think... We both had them penciled in for a top five pick at the very least, and it's hard to see them being anything but that now. There's just no star, ta- like star player on the team. So it looks like they're trading Amari Cooper now, and while he might be frustrating, he is their one player who probably can be an elite player, has that top tier talent, and it seems like they're giving up on him now. But yeah, it wouldn't be a big shot to see him go somewhere else and sort of turn it on and. He's that he's that sort of player that people talk about, like the Patriots signing and turning into a, a pro bowler. But yeah, interesting to see what happens with him. And say obviously the Mac stuff. I still think that that trade from the Raiders' point of view wasn't as bad as people make it out to be because I think they would have just been awful either way. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. They're not they're not looking good. The Raiders and yeah, they're very much in the running for that number one pick. The other thing I think they might be in the running for is. Le'Veon Bell. I think I've said it before that I think with the move coming up they need some star power in there. At the moment they've got nobody to sell some tickets to the new fans there and yeah, I think they need a star player. So yeah, I think they could be right in the running in a few months for for Bell. Um but say thanks for that question. Uh, next up we've got Dennis Teeling. Uh, do you think Marcus Mariota will get sacked on the plane to London? Um I think it's a real possibility. They seem to be giving up lots of sacks at the moment, and it's—I know there's some injuries there, but it felt like the O-line is probably one of their biggest strengths. And so the run game hasn't got going, and lots of sacks given up, and maybe it does come back to that O-line. Maybe once they can get healthy there, then maybe the likes of Derek Henry and Dion Lewis can really get going, and that can help Mariota. But yeah, right now that team is that team struggling. So as I said in the uh, first question. I think the Titans have got a big decision to make and I can't see them moving on from Mariota, but they could well be stuck in that 
that sort of place in the league where no one wants to be where they're not really good enough to win a Super Bowl but they're not really get bad enough to get the first pick sort of that Bengals range um, but yeah that's a, it's a tough one for them um, next up we got sorry if I get this name wrong but it's Stefan Berzinski do you think that the New York Giants will come back from one and five from their one and five start to the season? Um, I guess it depends what you think of as coming back, but I guess I would say no. Um, if it's sort of getting back to in playoff contention or even a good season, I, I think they'll win a, a game or two, maybe, maybe, maybe get to four wins. But that's just on the pure talent of the likes of um, Odell Beckham and. Saquon Barkley, uh, yeah, I think they'll drag them to a couple of wins, but yeah, Eli Manning is just holding that team back. And yeah, four wins feels like the ceiling right now. And yeah, that's got to be spent on a new quarterback, surely. Surely this is the time. Um, right, so that's all for the Facebook picks. Um, Facebook question, sorry. Um, so onto Twitter, we've got from Cheap Heat, who is at AFCCB ten seventy nine. Uh, which, which rookie quarterback out of Mayfield, Darnold, Rosen, and Allen has looked the most polished, and who would you take off seeing them for six weeks? Uh, I think this one really comes down to what you need. Um, if you need someone to win for you now, then I, I've thought at the time of the draft, and I think it now that I'll go for Rosen. I think he's probably the most polished quarterback now, and one you can just throw into to the NFL but I think if you're looking at who's at the end of their careers who is going to be sort of seen as the best I think for me it's probably down to two of them and that's uh, Mayfield and Darnold and I wouldn't really like to call between them I mean I think Mayfield's probably the better quarterback right now but uh, yeah I think yeah I think Darnold's got a lot about him that I like um, yeah I think I think at the end of career he could could be something special and so I think that for Mayfield as well so I wouldn't discount Allen Totally, as uh, as I said many times on here before, I do quite like him, but yeah, I think uh, he's very, very raw. Um, so the next question we got from Hassan, who is at HM Trey one one two. Raiders obviously have a lot of needs going into next season: quarterback, running back, Mac replacement, etc. Given they're likely to get the first pick in the two thousand nineteen draft, the way the season is playing out, what position should they be looking to fill with it? Um, it's a tough question because I think there's not really many positions that are off the table for them. I think so. There's talk that they could trade Carr or cut him, but I don't really see that happening. Uh, he's just he's too good to to do that with. And so he's it wasn't too long ago he was uh, legitimately an MVP candidate. So yeah, I don't really see that happening. So that's probably the one position I would take off the table. So it might be that there's someone at the top of the draft that someone want to trade up for, and maybe the Raiders can. Add a few more picks to help rebuild this team, but yeah, I think quarterback's the only position off the table. Um, yeah, I get, I get, I would imagine next season will be that it will be a Mac replacement, but yeah, who knows? I think, I think any position is uh, is there for them. Uh, so yeah, our last question for this week: Who's your dark horse for the Super Bowl six weeks in? Uh, and that's from uh, at Gianluca Fresh. Um, it's hard because I'm not sure what counts as a dark horse anymore. There's a couple of teams that I think are probably sort of not favourites to win their division, which to me sort of puts them as a dark horse, and that's uh, the Chargers and the Vikings. I mean, both teams have what it takes if they can get it right. So the Chargers, they've got Joey Bosa coming back, and say 
I'm a massive Melvin Gordon fan. I think uh, yeah, I think he can they can sort of get to get all the way on the back of him really. And Rivers perhaps having his best season. I'm not sure. So I'm not sure. I totally trust Rivers when it comes down to it, but he's definitely good enough to win a Super Bowl. And yeah, if the other piece around him are good, then they're definitely in the running. And then yeah, the Vikings. I think Cousins has been really good for them. I think he's really got that off- offense ticking. Um, yeah, and say if the defense can pull it together and be anything like what they have been in the last season or two, then yeah, they're very much in the running. Um, maybe the Ravens, another team that say we've seen it before, they can get hot and get things going. Um, maybe someone, uh, if there's someone more outside, maybe, maybe the Redskins. They're uh, they've, they've got some things about them that I like. So I'm, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't exactly be picking them to win it, but say it's a real dark horse. Then maybe the maybe the Redskins. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's it for the questions for this week. Uh, thank you again for everyone uh, who sent them in. Say every so we we really enjoy doing them. So keep them coming in. Um, thank you everyone for listening. Um, hopefully it's not been too bad with just me. Um, next week we should have Ross back and uh, things will be a bit more professional and a bit more slick. Um, so, uh, as always, if you enjoyed re- uh, listening, then please give us a review. Um, then, yeah, it really helps us. And if we can get the charts in, hopefully we can get more listeners. And hopefully going forward, that will mean that we can uh, do more stuff and say make it better for you listening. So, yeah, if you, if you could do that, then that's a massive, massive help. Um, so, as I mentioned earlier, we're looking for fans next week to come on Jaguars and Eagles fans so if you'd like to get involved then please get in contact um, say Facebook and Twitter are the best ways to get us so you can find us on Facebook uh, search for, for first and ten sorry and uh, on Twitter we are at first and ten underscore um, so you can find me at DJG23 so yeah give all of them a follow and a like and say again it, everything like that always helps us to get noticed and get more listeners and hopefully that could lead to a better podcast for you down the line so yeah so we really do appreciate anything that all like all of the all of the stuff that you have all done, say from the questions to sharing the podcast. So it's such a difference to us. Um, we may have a bonus podcast on Saturday, but I don't want to promise that because it sort of really depends how things go tomorrow. Uh, I'll be at the Chargers practice, but say it really varies from team to team how much access you get to these players. So it could be that I come back and I've got a few players I've spoken to and we can put that all together, but it might be that I can barely get anything. So I don't want to promise it, but yeah, hopefully we'll have a bonus podcast up tomorrow and maybe a few more updates a bit closer to the game. So yeah, so that wraps up my first ever solo podcast. So hopefully, yeah, say I said earlier, hopefully it wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can get Ross back next week and things will be a bit better. But until then, uh, goodbye and... So hopefully you all have a great time at Wembley on Sunday. <laughs>